success is choosing, choosing to do what you love every day. It may sound simple, but it's, it's much more difficult. It's easier said than done because th there's two sides to that. There's the doing what you love side and then there's the choosing side. And I think that we very often tell ourselves that life, the world, the, the industry, et cetera, is happening to us. It's never the case ever. We are always in control of ourselves. There are so many things we can't control in the industry, but they're not happening to you. They just are. And so knowing that you are at choice all the time, that's, that's success. Hello, and welcome to the Hollywood Hustle podcast, where we share the stories of actors, singers, podcasters, and more attempting to climb the ladder of success and how they survive the city of dreams, Los Angeles. Hello, and my name is Michael Lutheran, your co-host, and welcome to episode 50. For 58 weeks, Daniel Tuttle and I have been working on the hustle of this podcast since February 20th, 2017, when we launched our Kickstarter campaign to now, well into season two and officially halfway to 100 episodes. We've been bringing you interviews with creatives and dreamers across all fields to bring you strategies to succeed in Los Angeles. And I couldn't be more grateful to have you listening to us today, wherever you may be on the globe. Thank you for joining again or for the first time. Today, we are back with Daniel's interview with actor and co-host of the podcast that changed my life, Inside Acting, Mr. A.J. Meyer. Stick around after this thrilling discussion for some exciting news of my own that I've been teasing on social media. And I'm going to open up about how AJ's concept of responsibility empowerment touched me this week. And at the very end of the episode, you'll get to experience a moment of time travel and deja vu all at the same time. So let's continue the IAP Hustle Tour. Last week in episode 49, you heard about AJ's journey from a small town of Victorville, California, to Los Angeles, to even being in an off-Broadway production in New York City, and how through all of it, he continued to learn and grow as an aware artist. In Act 2 today, Dan gets into the Inside Acting podcast from AJ's point of view. They also discuss what makes a good podcast and break down what success means. So, buckle in, do some vocal warm-ups, and get ready for Act 2 with AJ Meyer. Let the hustle begin. Let's talk about one of the biggest things in your life or bigger, big things in your life right now. Uh, you co-host the Inside Acting Podcast with uh, a wonderful human being named Trevor Algott. Um, you met Trevor, uh, I believe, through the ensemble. Uh, correct? Am I right about that? Yes. Okay. Uh, we, we sort of met through the Los Angeles Theater Ensemble right before I started working at Apple, which is where we actually worked there together. Mm -hmm. But I, I did... I met him through the ensemble uh, just before I started at Apple, and we worked there together. He 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 was already working there as well um, with Tom uh, Tom Burmester, our artistic director. So so yeah, so that's how we originally met. That was in two thousand five, I think. So what you know, we we've kind of gotten Trevor's side. We've recorded with him. That's right. I went looking for his episode, but it's not published yet. No, nope, no, nope. we were waiting for you, buddy. Oh. he told us kind of his side of the beginnings of the podcast. Uh, I'm kind of glad that you haven't heard his his yet, uh, so we can kind of compare and contrast. Um, so, from what's your recollection of the beginnings of Inside Acting Podcast? So, 
I all I have never not given all of the credit to Trevor. Like all credit goes to him in terms of uh, it is his brainchild. He was the first one to think of doing something uh, about it. We when we it's funny though when we worked together at um, at Apple, we used to teach classes. We used to teach a class on how to podcast. It was like how to like oh, cool. start your own podcast or how to, how to record it and how to upload it and blah blah blah. We never thought like oh maybe you know we could do something like this. Um, we have the skill set. We know what we're doing. We know what the landscape looks like. We we are you know podcasts were just starting to become a thing that because that was two thousand oh geez two thousand six two thousand seven like around that time. And so uh, one day when I was working at a different Apple store here in Los Angeles, I was on a break and he had been trying to get a hold of me uh, for a while. This is pretty par for the course for that age, AJ. 20s AJ was uh, notoriously, you know, late and hard to get a hold of and, you know, wouldn't uh, keep his commitments. He finally got a hold of me. I was like on a 15 minute break. So I was walking outside at the Grove. Um, for any of you who've been to Los Angeles, you know the Grove well. I was out by those stupid singing fountains. And uh, he goes, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And I was like, oh, cool. Cool, bro. Cool. Why <laughs> Like, why are, you, why are you calling me? He's like, uh, I want to do a podcast about acting. I've been thinking about it for a long time. I think it would be a great excuse to talk to people in the industry. And we were just looking for, you know, at the time, we were both looking for like a, a nice little sort of like boost in our acting careers and you know we talked about the mentorship thing earlier what better way to to have an excuse to talk to people than have a show to have a podcast and I don't want to do it without you he said I I I was thinking about like I I I don't want to do it by myself I would love to have a co-host and someone to help out and like you were the first and only person to sort of come to mind I want to do it with and then the fountains shot up in the The air shot up in the air and I was sprinkled with water (laughs) and there was there were fairy dust and yes yes the clouds open the clouds parted just sun sun rays right on you right just on me uh and i was like i was honestly flattered i was like oh my gosh that's you know a a great idea i'm super flattered and you're a brilliant brilliant man because yes of course that's going to be a great way for us to you know interview people who have sort of sort of been there done that and 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 are and are still doing it but it's going to be a hard pass (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in. What do we, you know, what do we need to do? And, um, it's hard to, it's hard to sort of think about what those humble beginnings look like now being five years seven in, right? seven, years seven years in something like that, six years in. But, uh, yeah, that's how it, that's, that is the story. I hope, uh, I hope I'm uh, pretty close to <laughs> the what way he, he said. told it was he go, you just kept badgering him about being on the podcast. <laughs> We got to do a podcast. Let's do a podcast together. But you're going to host it. I'll be there with you. It's going to be great. <laughs> what was the impact for you having a consistent collaborator or someone to 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 work with? And then also at the same time, having a consistent audience to not play. I don't want to say placate. That's not the wrong word, but play to as well. Well, it wasn't. It didn't start out consistent. That's for sure. Uh, there were so many uh, episodes in the early goings before we got, you know, social media going and before we got a voicemail line and stuff where we just felt like we were talking into a void. We were like, we don't know if anyone's listening, but we're having fun and we're interviewing people. Okay, thanks. Bye. Well, apparently you're also drunk. <laughs> uh, a little bit. A little bit drunk. 
I've never recorded the podcast uh, inebriated. Yeah, do a Maybe power hour, buddy. We should try do that. A power hour. A power hour, like you stream. There you go. Yeah. That'll be that'll be our joint episode <laughs> where we go. where oh, we do the gosh, Hollywood hustle. Yeah, it will be a useless episode. We'll just be drunk AF. But uh, yeah, so we didn't know. We yeah. thought you know felt like we were talking into a void a lot of a lot of times. And in terms of having a consistent collaborator, I I I hope Trevor would say the same thing. But I don't think we would have hit the milestones that we have hit if it wasn't for the fact that we had each other. Because I, you know, there's that there's that trope about making a relationship work where I, I've heard it said, I can't remember many times, many ways, uh, that you know, an older couple when asked about how they, you know, stayed married for so long, said something along the lines of we ne- we 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 never made the mistake of falling out of love with one another at the same time. And there have been many, many times where one of us has fallen out of love with making a podcast. Um it's a lot of work and a lot of, you know, there's a lot that goes into a lot of time and, and whatnot. And there have been times when one of us is just like, I'm, I'm so fate. Like I can't, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And the other one is like understanding like, like, okay, cool. Like, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about it and let's, you know, kind of whatever. And the other thing that happens is inevitably around those times, someone like a, a listener either write in and talk about how like we saved their life or we'll run into them at you know a grocery store or something and they're like oh my god are you are you aj meyer are you trevor algat from inside acting like oh, i love your show and it's like okay thanks universe i got it we won't quit the podcast thank you oh you're the other one <laughs> <laughs> the other one i like the other guy better <laughs> Oh, you're not. Oh, okay. I thought you were Trevor. <laughs> oh man, Trevor's people, the coolest one. <laughs> most people want to see Trevor. Remember, he's the cool guy. The muscles. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it's you know, I, I feel like obviously on a podcast now. It's funny hearing you talk about him coming up to you, and you know, I'm thinking about starting a podcast because I feel like that phrase now is different than it was then because as you said yes podcasts were just kind of starting up and yes. it's kind of rare so like going i think i'm gonna start a podcast is kind of now it's like like saying i'm gonna take up guitar <laughs> like it's like okay like yeah everyone and their mom has a podcast now yeah yeah everybody every, everybody plays guitar like you yeah. know what i mean like it's not a special thing anymore uh so it's so interesting to kind of hear that start when it was rare like whereas me going you know last year going i'm gonna start a podcast and like oh <laughs> Everybody, yeah, another yeah yeah oh, it's a great. very saturated That's what we need. media another podcast yeah yeah it's a it is you're absolutely right it's a very saturated medium and good news is unlike uh being sort of bombarded by other forms of media on a daily basis uh, podcasts uh, are are much more opt in. Yeah, they're play to go. You go to them. You decide what you want to listen to, and there's such a variety, an interesting variety of topics and whatnot that you know you can go into that space and 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 find something that you're interested in. And there's a lot of fascinating 
stuff out there. But you're right. It's a very saturated medium. And Ben Whitehair just sent me an article the other day. And the headline was thinking, uh, the headline was thinking about starting a podcast question mark. Don't period. <laughs> and it was this whole, oh, ar- right. it was this whole article about, I mean, and we're not doing it for the money, but it was this whole article about the the financial side of podcasting and how it's really impossible to make any money doing this. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like we weren't doing it for, you know, the money, but it's true. It's, it's this thing that, um, people pour a lot of time and energy into if they want it done well like your show or like ours and you know there's not you know the reward is not in in finances or 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 listenership or whatever the reward is in the um you know supporting the community or putting out good content or like the people you get to meet or absolutely yeah yeah the 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 reward for i know for me and michael and i'm sure he doesn't mind me saying this is one and i'm sure for you like you kind of talked about like how kind of reinvigorating us careers and like really meeting these amazing people and telling their their stories like sitting here and talking to you like this is amazing for me not not because you're inside acting but just because i love to hear people's stories and i find people in general fascinating yeah and to hear how someone got to point a from you know from point a to point b to point c back to point a and then back to point c is it to me it's i it's just i could listen to that every day and i think that's why i love film yeah uh, stories yeah and on top of that kind of like you said you know getting a text a tweet or something of someone just saying thank you for making this podcast because you've inspired me to do this or you know i've had some really hard times and this has really helped me through it or you know again not trying to brag but like those are the things that like make the three-hour editing session worth it yeah you know that's what makes trying to schedule uh, interview somebody going back and forth trying to figure out the best time it, it makes it okay yep you know absolutely yeah and we've we've both of us have run into people who you know are like we're, we're here in los angeles and they're like oh my god i moved to los angeles because of you nice um we have friends now who <clears throat> we met through sort of other uh avenues that that um you know we have that that sort of weird link with them in addition to being you know friends they're like yeah we're you know i'm friends with aj and trevor but i also like i moved to la because of their show uh you know i i there was a podcast i listened to a while back called media junkyard it's no it's no longer made anymore but um i listened to it for a while and then i started this radio online radio show back in dallas and contacted the host of that podcast and had them on i I think i had to have all of them i think i had like two or three of them on and from then I, I had that connection and then eventually they needed like a one of their guys couldn't be on all the time. And so they brought on a revolving system of co-hosts mm. to help out. And they asked me to be one of those co-hosts. Oh, that's awesome. And so I started helping kind of co-hosts on this rotated schedule and I became really good friends with all of them. And, you know, three, two of them came to my wedding. One of them played the, played my wife down the aisle and one, you know, another one was an usher and, you know, and one of them lives here. They were all, they were based in New York and now one of them's here now and we see him every now and then when we can, but it's one of, it's that same thing. Like just, I was, I knew them through this podcast. That I listened to in my car yeah. to get through commutes. And then now I'm, I'm really good friends with them and I'm texting them and chatting with them and have inside jokes with them. And it's, and it is a weird, it's a cool story for a friendship, but it's definitely a weird, like there's this special thing about y'all's friendship. Yeah. You know? For sure. I mean, I, I, you know, I've, uh, 
I, I kind of have the podcast to to thank for for bringing Jasmine and I together. Even oh really? You know, she was a listener. Oh nice. <clears throat> She's you a li- dog. I know. I know. <laughs> when I say it like that, it, it sounds so like predatory and internety. Uh, no, she, she just, she was a listener and then we were, you know, sort of in contact on social media and we were, we were with other people at the time. It was, it was completely platonic and, uh, she and her significant other came to see me in a show that I did in, in the Bay area. Cause that's where she was living at the time. So like it was, it couldn't have been more, you know, platonic. And we just, we just, I don't know, we just stayed in touch and, and, um, and, uh, eventually she moved down here and we both were like single and, and, um, and had stayed friends and were close and stuff. And it just sort of, you know, sort of happened, but you know, she, she sort of blames the podcast for, for bringing us together too. So this podcast ruined y'all's lives. We're totally. Absolutely. Um, so let's kind of talk about your team. You guys have a group of people that help out yeah. with the podcast. Uh, you know, can you kind of run down how that, how that kind of formed and, kind of who, who each person is kind of maybe a little shout out to each person. Yeah. It sort of started as a, um, I mean, it's, uh, we do pay a little bit of money to certain positions now, but it sort of started out a hundred percent voluntary and, and very much like them coming to us. Um, so the first time we ever had an, an additional sort of person helping us out was um, one of my best friends who was also my roommate at the time, uh, Nelson, who eventually moved to San Francisco and, and isn't involved with the podcast anymore. But he sort of came on as like a producer. And um, that was it was just helpful to kind of have a third, you know, brain in the mix kind of helping us out, having his eye on certain branding things and whatnot. But it was it was like, oh, this is like this would be a dream is to have other people helping us out. So, you know, eventually it was like, well, here's, you know, these are the different things that we would need done. Cause here's all the work that we're putting into it and all the things that we're doing ourselves and still a lot of work, even though we have people that we work with. But, uh, the first person to sort of raise their hand and say, like, I want to help you guys do X, Y, and Z was, um, was, uh, Jen Levin. And, you know, we sort of same thing sort of knew of her and and we were all sort of in the same circles and social media and LA actors tweet up and stuff like that. And uh, she said, I want to help you guys out. And the the role she ended up stepping into, we had no title for. Um, but as she started to kind of help, the, like the things that she would support the podcast with, it was like, oh, that's you're basically a production coordinator. Um, is that like. And then, and then we didn't know, we we're like, uh, is that, is that okay? Is that, do you like that title like, or whatever? And she was like, I don't care what you call me. I was like, okay, good, good, good. It's weird how that's such a weird conversation to have with people. It's like, yeah. okay, your title's going to be this. Is that, is that, is that, cool? Is that cool? Is that cool? You know, like, you, are you good? Like, we, had, we had that same conversation with me and Michael and, and, and it was kind of like, okay, so this is what my title kind of role is. And this is what we, everybody good. All right. Whew, okay. Good. Okay. Good. All right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not insulted. Okay. Cool. Good. Yeah. So, uh, so she's our production coordinator. Um, and then, uh, you know, we needed, we needed help, uh, making our website better and, and eventually, uh, putting together, um, the, the membership forum and, uh, that support was provided, uh, a lot by, uh, Gadali Gubrick. So he became like our, you know, web director. Um, we've had the, the, I think the hardest, I think the most challenging job that we have outside of what the two of us do is, um, PR and, um, 
you know, focusing on like the social media and sometimes the newsletter. Um, and so we've had several people do that. Jasmine did that for a while. Timothy Patrick Waterman did it for a while. And now uh, we have uh, Grace Gordon doing an excellent, excellent job. She's killing it. And then in an effort to sort of help her do out, outreach and Jen kind of plan things, we have someone else who uh, works with us from time to time, which is uh, Deborah Smith. And she's, we call her like the community manager because her, her job is essentially to help out anytime we have like an event or, um, or anything that sort of like involves like the greater sort of community outside of like just the production side of the, of right. the podcast. So yeah. that's pretty much the core team. Uh, we did have, uh, we did bring in a, a graphic designer who was a listener who wanted to just, you know help us out and, and put together a new, we wanted to rebrand recently. It was about a year and a half ago. Now we created a new logo and updated the website and stuff like that. And um, that person's name is Fern Lim. And I got a chance to meet her in New York actually, which is really cool. Shout out to all of them, Grace and, and Deb, Debra? Yeah, Deb. Deb. And she Jen. goes by Deb, but her name's Debra. <laughs> okay. yeah. Deb and uh, Jen. And, you know, it's great. that And Nelson, that you guys, have these people that have helped out and, and stepped in to build this into something even better and bigger and take some of that weight off you guys. What's, you know, you again, 300 episodes. I can't even fathom, like even looking back at 300 episodes and going, well, this one's my favorite. This one, yeah. You know, this one, this one was the be the best one out of 300 episodes. But um, are there any that kind of stick out to you? Just maybe for people that haven't heard your podcast that you would suggest like, this one really inspired me. Definitely listen to this one. Or, you know, I really took away a lot or this person had some really great stories. I always remember the ones that inspire me. So that's a, that's a apt word, you know, to use the word inspire. Um, hashtag. Hashtag inspired. Um, I always remember that. Um, and, you know, um, early on, I would say like uh, Alan Barton, Mark Atterbury, um, Mark Gantt were like uh, the big ones back back in the day. Um, you know, we had a couple of like agents and managers and that kind of thing that sort of, we learned a lot from, but in terms of inspiration, like, uh, I definitely took a lot away from, from, from them. Sheila Guthrie is probably one of my favorite casting directors that we've had on, um, just because of her sort of candor, transparency, and like, you know, look, we're all a small business. We all run things differently. You're going to get a different answer from everybody. Um, in terms of the actors who, who have really you know, inspired me, especially recently. Um, they have been all females who were very specific about what they wanted from their careers. Um, and it goes all the way back to Alexa Cara. Um, actually before her was, uh, Emily Rose, Emily Rose, Alex, uh, uh, Jenna Fisher, and then now Chelsea Crisp, who, um, we based our sort of 300th episode around. Um, those four women are just all just powerhouses when it comes to like they were like i want this for my career and they did a lot to make sure that that happened they they they, they said no to things alexa didn't like um, hang out with friends and stuff for a long time so you could focus on anyway they all did stuff they made sacrifices and they did stuff to kind of like make sure that they were in the lane that they wanted to be in moving towards the thing that they wanted to to, to do and and that was just so inspiring and every time I talked to one of them I was like damn like I, I like I get it like I it, it's not there's no such thing as a roadmap in this industry um but that's um 
that's about as close as it gets to that, you know. Um, Alexis car, not Alexa. <laughs> oh, she's gonna be so mad, so mad. She totally is listening <laughs> yeah, right she's, now. Yeah, she's definitely listening. Um, so kind of going real quick, just back with you and Trevor. Um, is there any kind of story or uh, uh, a memory that you have working with him um, that kind of just really sums up like y'all's partnership and y'all's collaboratory relationship? Hmm. I guess, I mean, there have been lots of moments of like, you know, giving each other sort of, you know, feedback that is not necessarily podcast related. That's sort of just like friend to friend and it ends up influencing uh, the show. I used to, we'd be, we'd be talking like almost every single, when we used to do uh, episodes in person, um, almost every single episode, I would be like, you know, on my phone, like a, like a, like a teenager you know, and like, there were a couple of times where he was like, dude, like, you know, I, I want to relate and like see your eyes and stuff right. like that. And I'm like, I, I, sometimes, I sometimes look back at like who I was and I, I, oh, I can't even, whatever that guy is, he's, he's behind me. Um, and then there were times where, you know, I would give him feedback on, on like, um, not like going for what he wants in his life and, and like, you know, uh, having this sort of like the gusto and the being willing to like take risks. And we've both sort of supported each other in that, in that way. And it, of course it makes our, fr- our friendship better and our relationship better, but it also makes the the podcast better. Um, and I think, you know, one of the most challenging things was we took this <clears throat> misguided foray into video podcasting. We thought, Oh, let's turn into a video podcast. Cause that was really popular at the time that we attempted it. And we ended up, running into we ended up running into so many technical issues that it broke the podcast it like it literally like (laughs) broke our feed we had to sort of shut down production if you will for um a while it was like two or three months and i don't know how our listeners stuck with us or like came back or whatever happened maybe we just lost everyone and and started from scratch i have no idea but um but we we got through it you know and that was um that was probably the most challenging thing through 300 episodes because we almost stopped. Like we were very close to being like, let's just call it, right. you know, cause we were at that time we were, I don't know, hundred something episodes in or something like that. So I, I'm currently, I, I've told you before on the phone, I'm going through the journey of the inside acting catalog right now, though I did kind of skipped ahead to 300. Uh, for those that maybe haven't listened to the podcast or haven't listened to it in a while, for the 300th episode, inside acting kind of went through a week, I believe, with a series regular for the show, yeah. uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. And they went through with her to makeup and costume and, and walking around the studio and, you know, talking about her life on set and, how she barely sees her husband and all this stuff. And so it's a really fascinating listen. If you've ever wondered what it's like to be a series regular uh, for a show or wanted to be a series regular. So I highly suggest you listen to 300 and then go back to number one and just kind (laughs) of plow through. Um, You know, it's, it's funny when I first started listening, I kind of just cherry picked some episodes that uh, Michael kind of suggested. And for some reason, I felt like all the ones he suggested, you were out of town when you were talking because I feel like a lot of them were like, where are you at now, buddy? Like Trevor, every time You're like, Oh, I'm up in the Bay area now or you know, something like that. I'm like, why is he picking all the episodes for AJ's out of town? Um, 
but uh you know it's so interesting to kind of hear y'all's dynamic on the podcast um i don't I, I listen to our podcast at, the, at for, uh, our episodes just to make sure the sound quality is good and stuff like that when I upload it. But I rarely like listen, listen to them uh, because I live them. And yeah. um, and so I don't exactly know exactly how Michael and I sound uh, as a team on some of our uh, when we do some of our team episodes. But it's so interesting here that the, the, just the differences between you two that you all bring to the show yeah. itself, um, even in your vocal uh, your your voices are different where, you know, Trevor is a little more. Yeah, buddy, that's really great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, I'm so happy you're here. And he's just very calming and, and soothing. And I'm not making fun of it at all. Like, it's so like, yeah, man, I want him to read me a story like, yeah. at bedtime. Um, but in yours, like, yeah, man, I'm doing great. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like you're the you're, you're, you're in it. Even when it's like Skype, it's like, yeah, it's great, man. Things are great. And it's like, that's great, buddy. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, are you interviewing him, Trev? <laughs> What's That's going really on? really funny. And so it's like, gee, even in the vocal differences, but it, it works because it's yeah. this weird dichotomy that just makes sense in the end. Yeah. And and it doesn't contrast or hurt each other. Yeah. It's just, it, I don't know. It's, and I think it's for everyone. Like, you know, there anybody that li- likes that like soothing voice will love Trevor. And if you like the kind of, Labrador excitable <laughs> voice. You'll you'll love AJ. Um, First time I've been uh, complimented <laughs> complimented about being called the dog. Hey. I've been called the dog before in my life, but uh, that's the first time it was a compliment. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Someone but, someone tweeted at us recently and said, "I love what did it say something like I love AJ's stutter." or something and i was like i got so self-conscious i was like oh my god have i been stuttering my whole life and i didn't know and no one bothered to tell me that's amazing is that why i'm not booking uh, jobs and stuff and i i i I tweeted him back as like do i have a stutter like i was really concerned and he goes no no no. i don't mean like a stutter stutter you just you get really excited like a labrador like a labrador i mean he didn't say that but he said you know you get really excited and i just i love it it's like you can hear the passion in your voice and it's sort of like spilling out of you so quickly that your mouth can't keep up and i said that's pretty accurate and and that's what's great also i think it's it's two different versions of passion where you hear the passion in trevor's voice as well like he wants to be there it's not it's not like hey jay uh, Uh, god we're doing this again (laughs) like it's not that it's just like you hear the energy it's just so different but yeah. it, it works. It placates off each other so well. And I think and I think maybe I think in some ways that's what me and Michael have. Or I hope we do where I think I'm the Labrador and he's he's the he's the guy that's like, all right, that's great. <laughs> that keeps me keeps me level a little bit. Just a couple of Labradors sitting across from each other right now. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. Then be a lot of a lot of exciting, <laughs> a lot of stuttering and a lot of yeah, uh, don't overly energetic. Don't pee verses. on any fire hydrants, stop, stop. folks. Get off the couch. Get off the couch. Um Okay, so uh, just kind of any final thoughts that you want to share about instant acting? Any any you know podcast tips you want to share with anybody if they're thinking about starting Ooh, a podcast? Podcast tips. Uh, I, I know we're gonna do a, another episode with both of you guys where we're really gonna delve into podcasting yeah. more. Um, but just kind of any one or two things you may want to say now. Um, well, it's interesting that you brought up the the collaboration and the two of us sort of playing off each other really well. Um, the one of the things I, I definitely appreciate about Trevor is being a musician and now being a voiceover guy. He's very, he's, he's a bit of an audiophile. He's very interested in, in high quality audio. And I find that there's a lot of podcasts out there that don't 
focusing like you guys you have me this is a nice setup i'm sitting here i've got the swinging arm in front of me i've got a pop filter there's not a lot of podcasts that go through that um trouble if you will to oh. like make good audio quality and it and you can tell like it, it you can tell it it, it comes across so you, you have to turn up your phone or whatever you're listening to to max volume and you're still just yeah, that's really great, guys. Yeah, it's barely, and, and it's yeah like, you can barely hear what them. What is happening? Yeah. So so having, I mean, it is an auditory medium. That's the only way that people are consuming it. It has to sound good. Um, so whatever you have to do, whatever you have to learn, whatever you have to you know buy, and it doesn't have to be expensive, but whatever you have to do to sort of give it that that level of quality, like do it. Invest in you know good microphones uh, and and uh, I don't know a pop filter or something like that. Um, that would be that would be the first thing on sort of the the technical side, and then that because you know I was saying like he's more uh, the audiophile, uh, the it's important if you're like if you're gonna start one with someone else, it's important that you do have differences of opinions, differences of personalities, differences of strengths and weaknesses. Um, <clears throat> one of our longtime listeners, um, I'll give her a shout out. Una Love um, does these like um, profiles uh, for for businesses where she like will go in and profile all the people in the business and then help them and the leadership of the business know how to take advantage of the strengths of everyone who works at, you know, it's like this sort of strength finders thing. She gave Trevor and I a free consultation. I mean, she could, she charges like hundreds of dollars for these things because she's doing them for these big corporations. She did it one for us for free. And it was really funny because when you like, first of all, the tests and her analysis and her, like what she gave to us after we took the test were spot on. They had things like, um, and Trevor being like an idea man, like he comes up with a lot of ideas, but he doesn't necessarily execute or finish them. And I don't either. But what I do is I'll bring together. <laughs> Sorry, I, love, I don't either. I don't either. But what I do, what I am good at is bringing together a team right. to help make that happen. So you're Nick Fury. So we were. <laughs> sure. We were. Uh, <laughs> assemble. Um, so we were. There's this like um, this this like ring uh, where it goes from like the uh, the the germination of an idea all the way around to the execution to like the finish you know iteration to like the finished product right and it was like the the cycle of business and you can go through the cycle a bunch of different times and we were the first like quarter of this cycle just the two of us you know and we and we looked at it and you know sort of knowing who jen is and some of the other people on our team they sort of helped us sort of kind of complete the cycle but we were with two people working for no money, we were right where we should have been in terms of growing a, a, a business. And um, that was not purposeful. But if you can, or if you're listening to this, and you're thinking about starting a podcast, maybe you can be purposeful in doing that. Maybe you can go out and find someone who compliments you really well um, in terms of worldview and in terms of I don't know uh, business acumen or or leadership qualities or you know strength strengths you definitely have to have yeah it's it's good to have the contrast because if you're the same person then nothing's gonna get done like or the right. same things are gonna get done but the thing there's gonna be a ton of stuff left out right. so having like I, I know with us like I, uh, I I do I help a lot with like Instagram my Michael for a while did Twitter and now I've kind of taken that over and he's editing our show. 
and mm. but he does like all the graphics for us because mm. he's just he's really good at it. Uh, yeah, and he's done. Yeah, a lot I like of, your logo, you know, and stuff like that. So our logo was actually done by a friend of mine. Oh, okay, um, uh, a friend of mine from uh, uh, the Bay Area who did it for free for me. Shout out Cordy Armstrong, thank you so much. Uh, but like the any kind of like uh, guest graphics with quotes and the episodes, like any kind of graphics for the episodes, that's all Michael. And um, I, I know I'm not that great at that. I can do stuff like that, but he does it so much better. And so having that where I know I'm really good at, you know, I can reach out and have a conversation with somebody on a phone for three hours without getting tired and annoyed. I know I can do that. So I can call and do pre-interview phone calls with people mm. all day and just really. And I, and I feel like I have a ability to make people comfortable very easily with yeah. me. And so people tend to open up very easily with me and so it's easy to call someone i've never met and go hey thanks so much for taking my call and you know let's talk about you for a second and yeah you know and would you like a timeshare um but <laughs> uh, oh is that what this is about yeah, I'm oh, timeshare sorry man you do get golf clubs though at the end of it oh sweet okay i'm not interested in the timeshare but thank you for the golf club so uh, to kind of wrap up a little bit uh we have kind of a few more things do you have like a a, a routine for yourself uh, in the mornings, like, you know, I know Trevor talked about how he gets up and he goes swimming and he drinks a glass of water and then he has a, a protein shake and he does yoga and or meditates in the morning. Do you have something like that as well that like you get up, you do you play darts and then you have a giant beer or whatever? Like whatever yes, it might be. that's it. That's it. You got it. Yes. Darts and beer. <clears throat> that's my morning routine. I don't have let's a dartboard. let's move on to the next one. <laughs> I just throw darts at the wall. Uh, whoever I'm mad Casting at that Casting that haven't cast me. <laughs> yes, their pictures are on the wall. No, I, I've experimented with all kinds of different stuff. You know, uh, Trevor and I both, uh, like it It sort of evolves over time. And uh, one of the things I really appreciate about, uh, oh, I can't remember who he was quoting. There's a, there's a quote from uh, a book, uh, you know, about morning. It might be Craig Ballantyne, who we actually had on the podcast, uh, says, you know, you have a morning routine, whether or not, you think you do, you have a morning routine. Everyone does. You either have one that you're intentional about or not. And I kind of go back and forth. So I, it's, I can't really answer this question because, you know, sometimes I have one and it's very like, um, I don't want to say regimented, but not strict. Like there are certain things that I do in the morning and sometimes I don't. Like right now I'm going through a phase where I'm sort of backing off some of the um, uh, things that I did in, in 2017. Um, like I did intermittent fasting for almost the entirety of uh, the second half of 2017. I've sort of backed off of that. And um, I was meditating every morning for two months straight. And I've sort of backed off of that. So I'll, pu- I'll sort of put things in place and like see how they see how they work and then and then um, and then kind of back off and retweak things. And um, I tend not to be I try not to be too rigid with myself because I will use that rigidity as a excuse to beat myself up i know that about myself so um i sort of let have learned to let things flow a little bit nice um what what is success to you like what would like i always i always say like i always ask people what would be making it people say i want to make it like for you what would be making it oh so like literally in my acting career in in any whatever in light like what do you feel would be your like for you would just be success for you well, and I mean, obviously, I think acting is kind of where your your yeah, your, your goal. So where I'm at right now, I w- I would say that like if I was gonna relate it directly to my acting career, it would be um, 
working consistently enough that that was my only job. Working consistently enough in 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 theater, film, and television that I was just an actor. Um, 2014 was the first year that ever happened for me because that was Heather's. So the majority of my income that year came from being, you know, in a in a show, uh, being an actor, which was great. Um, in terms of life, I would say it's it's success is choosing choosing to do what you love every day there's a difference between doing what you and that, that's it may sound simple but it's it's much more difficult it's easier said than done because th- there's two sides to that there's the doing what you love side and then there's the choosing side and i think that we very often tell ourselves that life the world the the industry, et cetera, is happening to us. It's never the case, ever. We are always in control of ourselves. There are so many things we can't control in the industry, but they're not happening to you. They just are. And so knowing that you are at choice all the time, that's that's success. I like that. That's nice. Thanks. I'm gonna, now I want Trevor to say it. In his, <laughs> so he can put you to sleep at his, night. His, his sweet, his sweet. No, that's great. I think that's fantastic. I think that's a, 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 it's true. Like, take control of your life and your, you know, what you want. You know, people a lot of times give other people the power over them, and that's, you know, that's not the case. Or, you know, I, I'm not going to write this because people aren't going to like it. Don't let them dictate what you do. If you love writing, write. Yeah. And, and it, who, who gives a crap? Yeah. You know. It, yep. If it helps you, if it makes you feel good, do it. Absolutely. You know, as long as long as you know, as, as long as whatever it is that makes you feel good is not dangerous or harmful to you or others, do it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, what's what's digital actor workshops? So digital actor workshop, we talked about my college experience earlier and how I there weren't a lot of um there weren't a lot of opportunities to learn about the business side of the business. And so uh I was learning a lot more from uh, Emily Rose, actually, who was on our show. She was a grad student at UCLA when I was an undergrad. And I learned a lot more about the business side of the business from her than I did from my own professors sometimes. And so um, she and I came up with a couple or, you know, worked on some techniques on how to use like our, you know, we're like, we're sitting, we have these computers you know, we're living in this sort of like digital age, there has to be a way of using this to, to run our acting business. And so she gave me a bunch of ideas, I gave her some ideas. And then after graduating, I kept going, obviously, I was working for Apple at the time. So I built up a workshop focused on uh, the business side of the business. Um, it's essentially a business and marketing class for actors with a focus on digital technology and social media. Oh, nice, really cool. Uh, how can people find that? Uh, there's a website, uh, although I don't really keep it up very much. Um, it's digitalactorworkshop.com. Um, but I think I have contact information on there. You can get in touch with me. I usually will post all over the place if I'm going to do it in a sort of public setting, um, which I don't do often, but I'm mostly doing it in schools. I'm going up to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, actually at the end of, um, this month to, to teach, um, some, to to deliver it to a bunch of young uh, inquiring minds. high school drama students <laughs> yeah exactly um what is the do the admin you love philosophy 
So that comes from Alan Barton directly, who was uh, a guest on on Inside Acting. And um, when I was, I didn't tell him this story, but it definitely changed my, when he said that, it definitely changed my philosophy um, around uh, my acting career. But um, when I first graduated from college, I was going on to the uh, electronic submissions websites like Actors Access and whatnot, and just clicking and submitting for hours. I would do it every single day for usually around two hours, clicking and submitting, clicking and submitting, going through every single possible role, trying to essentially self-submit until I got myself representation. It was terrible. It was like a terrible experience. I booked zero jobs from it and just, it just felt like a waste of time and I wasn't enjoying it. And so Alan Barton's whole philosophy is, you know, in terms of do the admin you love, it's like, if you are not enjoying, you know, the admin that, that you're doing to move your career forward, stop doing it because it will wear you out. It will, it will put you in a bad place. And, um, you know, there are certain things that must get done for your acting career. So you either have to bear down and get them done or you hire someone else to do it for you. You hire a personal assistant for a while or something like that because there are certain things that have to get done, but you don't necessarily need to make yourself miserable doing them. If something becomes a burden and not a joy, then it's time to think about, can I make it a joy again in a different way? Or yeah. do I need to find something else? Right. Um, and a lot of times people get stuck with that. Like, no, I gotta, I've got to do it. And it's like, right. no, no, yeah. or maybe another path for you guys. Right. Um, all right, so you guys have uh, uh, f- two final questions that are quite <laughs> famous. Uh, we're going to steal them for these two uh, interviews with you and Trevor. Um, did this career choose you or did you choose it? Um, so obviously asking this question every week for <laughs> seven years or whatever it is, I've, I've thought I a lot it about I it. You <clears throat> I hate it. I hate the question. I hate you. I'm done. <laughs> done. Oh, no, Labrador's angry. <laughs> Labrador angry. This has been an answer that has been said on the podcast by some of our guests, but I am going to shamelessly steal it because I think it is, is true. Um, where they say, you know, I think it chose me early on or chose me, uh, as a, as a child, but then, you know, I continue to choose it every day uh, on a daily basis now. And, and the reason I, I really like that answer and I think it resonates for me is because no one in their right mind would choose this. No one in their right mind nope. would choose to be an artist, would choose to be an actor, would choose this crazy, unpredictable, um, you know, it's not like, you know, uh, Ben's Ben Whitehair's dad is a, is a lawyer, right? And he said, I don't have to show up at a courtroom every other day to audition to be a lawyer. Yeah. He's like, I just get a case and then I go and work that case or whatever, right? Doctors don't show up at hospitals and audition to be a doctor. They just are a doctor. And we both went to school for this and studied really hard and did a lot of work in order to get to the place that we're at. So it's not a thing that that any other professional has to go through. So no one would choose this. So I really feel like we're <laughs> touched in in the sort of funny sense of the word, right? We're 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 these art. You know, we know we have this art inside of us, and it's in. Everyone has art inside them, but w- this is how we've chosen to express that art, right? right? We've chosen acting as opposed to being a brain surgeon, right? right? 
So we are uh, artists uh, almost against our will, which means that we have to show up and choose it every day for, you know, for the rest of our lives, if that's what we want from our lives. So if I were to stop choosing it, I would just, I would not be an, I would go, I don't know, I'd go do something else. And I would just, I would not, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I would just not be an actor anymore. That's awesome. Um, If you could give our listeners a golden nugget of wisdom, uh, what would it be? Um, What you just (laughs) Yeah. What I just said, just hit rewind for a second. (laughs) Replay that. One of the biggest discoveries I've had in my life in the last, say, five years is about reclaiming the word responsibility and making it not a burden, but an empowering concept. You know, I talked about this a little bit when I was talking about success, about choosing. Each and every one of us is the author of our lives. And either you are at choice and in control of everything that you are in control of, or you have the choice to respond, response able, we're able to respond in such a way that is up to you. So if you are um, being, you know, wrongly accused of something and then thrown in jail or something like that, that is not something you chose, but you can choose how you respond to it. And so just knowing that, you know, I think, I think, I think back on like, who I was before this discovery. And I know a lot of people, especially a lot of actors, especially a lot of actors in these major markets go through this, which is I had negative dollars in my bank account. And I was basically a victim to my bank account as if somehow my bank account had made itself that way and was perpetuating that on me. Well, that's my bank. I didn't, (laughs) no one did that. I did that. I created that. And, and being aware of that and owning that is, has got to be one of the biggest shifts that anyone can have in their life. You create your life for better or for worse. So make it better, but own it, own it. When I own like, oh yeah, like I'm the one making that bank account negative. No one else is doing that. And the choices that I'm making in my life are, are doing that. And it's not because I chose to be an actor and it's not because I chose to work retail and it's not because the bank decided to be mean one day. I created this whole situation, everything that's going on in my life. And uh, it's been a slow, because I'm kind of dumb, a slow learning process for the last five years. But, um, you know, where I am now um, is I feel, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I maxed out that credit card. Huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, shouldn't have done that. Uh, but I did it. The credit card didn't max itself out, and now I gotta go fix it and work on it. That's that's great. That's that's a that's a really cool idea. I, I've never heard that of like breaking that up in that sense. Um, that's that's fantastic. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take a second just to, like that really hit me. That that's really because I've had those issues as well, and so it's kind of like oh that yeah I get that totally get that especially bank account stuff yeah that's the easiest one to relate to but it applies to every aspect of life everybody's got a bank account or a jar 
<laughs> or a mattress. <laughs> um, so I put out in the ether uh, for some Twitter questions. Uh, we got one from a really good friend of the show, at Michael Lutheran. Who's that? <laughs> you know, he's some jerk that bothers me all the time. Um, what keeps you in Los Angeles? Uh, having worked in other major markets, what is it about LA or California that brought you back? Good question, Michael. Um, so first time, I, first time, long time listener, first long time, time listener, tweeter. first time tweeter. <laughs> uh, I already talked about the reason why I moved back when I moved back. So just rewind the tape, Michael. So rewind the tape, Michael. God, why are you? No, he tweeted before we started recording. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I won't go back into that, but um, but I will answer the what's keeping me in in LA. Um, right now it is honestly and transparently a, a financial decision because living in New York, moving to New York, moving anywhere, period, is it's kind of an expensive prospect. But moving across the country, especially so. And I have a goal, for instance, my, my, one of my big goals for 2018 is to pay off all of my credit card debt. That's not going to happen if I'm putting a, you know, rental car for a week, a week and a half to drive across the country uh, on, you know, putting that on a credit card and then, you know, uh, having to figure out rental situation, then putting a deposit down and first month's rent or whatever it is, first and last in New York and all that stuff. That's just, it's not going to happen if I, if, you know, so I have these goals and, you know, like I said, I I want to go, both of us want to go back to New York. Um, and I think it's a fantastic market. It's a growing market. There's so much film and television being done there. Um, despite it being known as the, the theater town. Um, it is, it's, it's a, it's a huge market for film and television right now. So I definitely want to go back. Um, and, uh, you know, LA is just, uh, it's home for now. And I'm still allowing myself we're still allowing ourselves to to pursue uh, various you know uh, goals and passions and everything, um, regardless of geographic location. So uh, that's great. Uh, do you have any plugs for anything coming up that you're doing or performing in, or any special things that IAP is doing? Mm, that's short I, for Inside Acting Podcast. IAP. Well, I don't know when this is going to be published. IAP is on a hiatus right now. By then, yeah, we're taking so we're taking a bit of a break right now. Um, check your feeds. Just, yeah, check your feeds. Uh, go subscribe to the to the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, InsideActing.net, um, Inside Acting Podcast on um, on iTunes. <clears throat> uh, there's another one that we have to we have to figure this situation out. But there's another podcast on there. It's Inside Acting Exclamation Point. Came out well after ours, and we have to figure out what we're gonna do about that. But um, yeah, kind of shady McShaderson. I was shocked nobody had Hollywood Hustle. I was incredibly oh, shocked yeah it's a good name because I, really I, I googled i've googled it i checked there's a, the the website itself was already taken but there was no podcast somebody had a, added a title of an episode of a podcast but nobody had a podcast silent i was shocked nice. that it wasn't a no it's a good name um so yeah so obviously you know uh plug in the podcast um and then uh no don't really have a lot of stuff going on i'm 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 pretty active with uh, this theater company called the Jewish women's theater. And I know I'm doing some stuff with them um, like way later in the year, like April. Um, but, uh, but not a lot of stuff going on right now to plug just, you know, a lot of auditioning and right. teaching. Uh, where can people find you online? And <laughs> uh, digital, act, <laughs> digital actor. Yeah. My physical <laughs> address for one, three, 
Um, a digital actor at digital actor on Twitter and Instagram. And I think I'm just like AJ hyphen Meyer on Facebook. I'm rebuilding my website right now. So it, it may or may not be up <laughs> by the time that this uh, episode goes live, but that's hire this guy. He is fantastic. He's go watch YouTube videos, search him on YouTube Aww. and watch, watch some fun videos of him singing and being in Hannah, Montana, ah. uh, looking for a guy named Rico. Uh, <laughs> thanks bud told you i watched your stuff um okay so one last thing that we do here okay um a long time ago after friendster and before facebook there was a wonderful place to waste time called myspace yes. and one of the great things about myspace was they had these quizzes that meant nothing they were dumb usually about your day whether you liked a boy or liked a girl or if you when your first kisses were or whatever uh but you do those just to waste time during the day I found one of those quizzes. It has 167 questions. Oh, okay. And I asked you earlier to give me six random numbers. You had no idea why. Uh, And each one correlates with a question on this quiz. So, AJ Meyer, are you ready for your MySpace quiz? This is so great. This is like, it's almost like a random... ending of uh inside the actor studio <laughs> like the, he, he asks the same questions every time but this is like a random version of that <laughs> all right are you ready uh i guess yes all right go. question one have you ever kissed someone and regretted it yes my first kiss <laughs> oh no yeah she tasted like nickels oh gross <laughs> <laughs> all right next question do you ever want to change your name I did change my name. Uh, it's Albert John Meyer Jr. I go by AJ. I saw that in your uh, credits that he formerly went as Albert. <laughs> yeah, professionally. And then I changed it uh, uh, personally and professionally. All right. Next. First school you ever went to? Uh, Village Elementary School in Victorville, California. Was it, which, <clears throat> now, what kind of what grade? Oh, kindergarten through sixth. Gotcha. All right. What year has been your best year? Oh, this year. <laughs> Wait, 2018? I mean, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, I try to stay present and, and not, you know, look backwards. I mean, professionally, I guess you could say 2014, because like I said, I made the most uh, as an actor that year. But, you know, I try to, I don't know, I try to live in the moment. So uh, these are in order, but I'm going to save this one. I'm going to skip this one and come back to it. because oh, it's, it's just perfect. Okay. It's perfect. Don't worry. It, it, don't, don't be scared. It, but it's perfect for you right now. Right. I love the rapid fire, though. This is um, fun. Did you ever find something valuable on the ground? Um, no, uh, no. I mean, like uh, dollar bills, you know, one dollar, five dollar. I think I found a 21. There you go. Boom. Value. That's pretty valuable. Uh, And your final question. Oh, God. Here we go. For your MySpace quiz. AJ Meyer. Yes. Have you ever gotten engaged? (laughs) Seriously? That's on there? Yep. Yes, it just happened Yay, uh, in he's October. Engaged. I'm engaged. It Sorry, just happened ladies. in October. Um, uh, and she we said went, yes. And she said yes. She she nodded, and then she said C because we were in Spain. And then she said yes. And you went, I don't know what, the, I don't know what that means. Kind of. I kind of did that. I was like, honey, I was like, I know you're being cute because we're in Spain, but if I don't hear you say yes, I think I'm going to be worried for the rest of the day <laughs> I need that you, you were say. trying to like like use a loophole to not say yes. <laughs> I, I said it in a different I didn't, language. I said it in English. a different language. It didn't count. Doesn't count. It didn't count. I'll tell you this, uh, a small insight to my life real quick. When I proposed to my wife, we... Um, we were in New York, actually, in Central Park oh, on a, a carriage. Because Central per- Park, New York was our first vacation together. Okay. So I took her back to Perfect. get engaged. And we were, on the, <laughs> we were on this carriage ride through Central Park. And I had a video thing that I put together to show her on my phone. And so I, I she's watching it. She is starting to cry. 
I'm all kinds of nervous. It's freezing cold because it was in like November ish time. And the guy giving the carriage ride is trying to give us like a tour <laughs> while we were going. And I'm like, read the room, dude. Oh my God. He's like, there's Trump Tower where Ivanka, like, and I'm like, don't care. Don't care. Stop talking. <laughs> Stop, Stop talking. talking. Stop talking right now. Like, I'm sitting here like on one knee because I have it set up where I have her set where she can't see me. And the end of the video says, uh, something like, uh, uh, now put your, I have something to ask you, put the phone down or something like that. And when she put the phone out, I was there on one knee and I was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> Can you imagine if he was talking <clears throat> and these are strawberry fields, John Lennon's truck. Will you marry me? Stop talking. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, it was that I was like, it'd always be memorable just because this guy would not shut up. That's I hilarious. also dropped the ring in front of her when we were changing because oh. uh, we were in like a small studio, uh, rental. And I, the ring fell out of my pocket when I was putting the coat on and she pretended not to see it. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was sweet of her. Yeah, it was very <laughs> nice of her. But uh, thank you. Thank you, babe. Uh, but anyways, I'm so happy for you guys. That's so awesome. When's the wedding? We don't know. Who's, who's invited? I'm just wondering. <clears throat> if you ask her, she says 2025. She's like, <laughs> we're not in a hurry. Well, congratulations. Thank Fantastic. You, Best of luck to both of you. Thank you. Uh, I, I know from experience putting together a wedding. So best of luck to both of you. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and best of luck with IEP and everything else. And I know we're going to try to get you and Trevor together in one room and just talk about podcasting yeah um and just kind of anybody that's interested in that medium so thanks again this has been so much fun i appreciate you just spending yeah. time with me for the for the last two and a half hours it was uh, a great time. so take care uh everybody thank you so much for listening we love you guys uh back to you in the studio I hope you enjoyed Act 2 with A.J. Meyer. I'm going to just share some of my big takeaways from this conversation. So, first of all, podcasting. You're listening to one right now. Ta-da! No, uh, I love what A.J. talked about with podcasting, doing it for the love of podcasts and for building authentic relationships. This has always been the reason why I love podcasts from being a listener to, to now producing a weekly show uh, that shares with you information to hopefully inspire you to do what you love. Not going to lie, there are days when it gets hard, when you have a deadline coming up or as what Daniel and I recently experienced, equipment malfunctions and entire interviews being lost. But what doing this show and engaging with these guests have taught me is that people are kind, and people are understanding. Mistakes happen, but just like in the theater, the show must go on. AJ and Trevor tried to do a video-based podcast for a while, and it shut down the entire podcast for a few months, but they regrouped, retooled, and continued on. Because at the end of the day, you, our listener, are what matters. And building authentic and genuine relationships with not just our guests, but our supporters, a.k.a. our tribe, is the most important thing. So that's one of the big things. Uh, and I loved the the do's and don'ts that Daniel and AJ broke down. I thought it was really, really good information. For those of you out there who are thinking of maybe starting a podcast, we do have an episode coming up uh, next week, which I'll be going into here a bit later, that will go into that uh, way more in depth. Uh, the second thing, success. See, AJ went into detail about what success 
meant for him, not only as an actor, but whether the way you see it more importantly or just as important for what he wants out of life. And this really hit home for me because like AJ, I'm pursuing a career in acting. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I had a hothead view that I was only going to do film and maybe television and definitely not theater. I didn't know at the time that the amazing work that was being done on television, nor did I have the adult perspective of how great it would be to have consistent work that television offers actors, consistent income to pay bills, and that would allow me to act every day. You know, I had this pre-built attitude for an industry that I didn't even know of or even had an inkling of how it worked. Of course, six years later, I see that now, but I also see how much more important it is to do meaningful work that speaks to you and satisfies you as an artist. Now, uh, AJ's co-host Trevor Algott spoke about this a couple episodes back, and in, in that interview, he was talking about the two guideposts that are directing him along his path right now, and the first one being to love and be loved, and the second to do meaningful work, and I think it is uh it is so admirable and it is of course such a goal as an actor in this town to want to book work that's going to pay me well enough to pay the bills and everything like that but again it's all about i think also satisfying your artistic voice to do work that helps tell stories that you think are important that speak to you that resonate with your soul and i think one can do a set of commercials and and you can get paid and 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 have a well-lived life that that's supported and well financed but you also have to make sure that you're giving some time to the artist inside of you it's also all about perspective and what aj said about showing up to your art whether it be acting or writing or or otherwise it's important it's so easy to move to a place like Los Angeles and say that you're an actor, but if you're only working a job waiting for those opportunities to come to you without putting forward the hustle, you're going to get lackluster results. And finally, responsibility. Hearing AJ open up about this really hit home for me, especially when he and Daniel talked about personal finances. And I'm going to be honest with you right now. And and this is something that I've tried to keep pent up inside. Daniel knows. Um, but as AJ said, embrace it and be the author of your life. So here we go. I'm going to say it right now. I am struggling financially. I've pushed myself and my accounts to the limit. And it's so easy to pl- to blame the this um, lack of uh, of money on other extraneous things. L.A. rent is too expensive. Why do they keep increasing my car insurance? How can I pay off my credit cards? But if I'm the author of my life, then I have to accept that I made these decisions that got me here. I knew Los Angeles rent is expensive. I knew that moving to a new apartment would come with increased costs. So... If I can make the decisions that got me to this point, I can also make the decisions to help get me out. I've been talking with my girlfriend, Anna Karen, about this, and she is incredible and amazing and understanding and helped 
build a plan of how to get back up. But I couldn't have done it, and had it not come to this realization, this acceptance, this embracing of responsibility, and now I have space to build from. And 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 being broke, it's it's not easy. I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one here uh, that knows that feeling of struggling week to week on a paycheck. That technically, you look at the paycheck and it should cover you more and some, but you know uh, whether it's for certain excuses that I've given myself, it's it's just gotten out out of hand. And so by realizing it becoming accountable to someone else in this situation my girlfriend and you know Daniel's also been a really supportive hand trying to like talk me through it and 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 understanding the frustrations that I feel but just by opening up and and talking to you guys about it I'm already feeling so much better it it doesn't seem scalable when you're just thinking about it in your head going around in circles and circles and circles but just saying it out loud I'm already getting some ideas about what I could do better, how much more I could budget myself. Thank you guys so much for hearing me out. It just feels so good to finally get that out into the universe and that I'm ready to be the change that I seek. Now, speaking to the point of showing up for your art, as uh, as some of you know who follow me on social media, I recently went out for an audition. I, I posted a video right before just trying to get in the mindset and... Uh, some of the exercises that I did to to calm myself. But I am happy to report that I booked that show. So it, it's for a theater production uh, to be done at the Hollywood Fringe Festival, which is done uh, every June. Hundreds and hundreds of theater shows happen all along Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood. And the thing is, this was my first audition in a few months. And even though I, I initially entered that wave of nerves, I nailed it. it. It just felt so good to finally walk in a room, take a breath, and just go and share with the creative team uh, this monologue that I'd been working on that I'm very familiar with. But up until prior to taking class last year, I had lost my connection with it. Um, but I'm, I'm thrilled to announce that I will be in Theater Unleashed's production called Met Again. It tells the love story between two characters, man and woman, their, the history of their love, from their embarrassing first encounter through all of the glorious highs and even the rockier lows. And because I get to play man, I'm super excited about this because this is my first leading role since, you know, going through classes and studying Meisner and found out after being casted, the, the director, he came up to me, and I've worked with him before. And he told me that he saw me do more in my audition than he had ever seen me do previously with this theater company. And so for me, I just all of a sudden had this voice in the back of my head just said, doing the work works. <laughs> doing the work works. If you put in the time and not just go in and and say the lines but you spend hours drilling the lines and and trying different ways and being open to in different interpretations and different moments you can get the results that you want now i've been in rehearsals now for about 2 weeks and it just feels so good to be back in that environment again working with actors who are extremely talented bouncing ideas with the director 
and working on this amazing script. This past Friday, uh, for our podcast Instagram Live, some of you got to meet my co-star, Julia Plosniak's, and hear about her story as an actress and as an L.A. transplant from Philadelphia. I hope to do more of our Instagram Lives with the cast and creative team, so make sure to join us every Friday afternoon at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and hopefully you'll be able to follow me along the rehearsal and performance process, and I'll be sure to post more information as the performance dates gets closer, but right now you can expect to hear a lot more happening in June of this year at the Hollywood Fringe, and again, the show is called Met Again, and I can't wait to share more about that show with you in the coming weeks. See, on Instagram, we are at Hollywood Hustle Podcast and Twitter at LA Hustlecast. Make sure to follow us on both accounts. We do post special content for each platform. Or if you'd like to shoot us a message with any thoughts or questions you may have about what you heard on the show today, or you want us to maybe send a question of yours to AJ Meyer, please send them over to Hollywood Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to follow me, I can be found on both Instagram and Twitter at Michael Lutheran. That's L-U-T-H-E-R-A-N. And speaking of social media, we can officially announce that our new social media and community manager, Arnobi Day, is in charge of our social media accounts. Daniel and I will be there to still respond to you, but Arnobi is generating new and exciting content with the purpose of helping us focus our brand and the value that we can bring to you please reach out and say hello to her and welcome to our team. We're so inspired by her and we can't wait to bring her on one of these bookends and have you hear her story. Well, that's it for episode 50. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially on Apple Podcasts. We're looking to grow our tribe and by leaving a review there, you help us increase our reach out on the world's most popular podcast distributing network. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So next week on episode 51, we bring the IAP Hustle Tour to an epic finale. I get to join the table. Finally, once more, after a brief hiatus with Daniel, as well as both of the hosts from Inside Acting, Trevor Algott and AJ Meyer, for a very special Team Hustle Inside Podcasting edition. As the name suggests, we break down the science of podcasting, the do's, the don'ts, the questions you should consider when maybe starting a show, and the lessons we have learned all, all along the way on our own podcast journeys. From the informative to the very personal, this episode is one that you do not want to miss. And as promised in my introduction today, I did promise you the chance to time travel. So get ready, we're going to go on a quick trip to April 28th, 2015, almost three years ago, to the Inside Acting Podcast. We'll be joining them at the tail end of episode 190, and here Trev and AJ decide to give someone a shout-out, and I'll give you a guess at who it's going to be. Thinking? Thinking? Yep, it's me. And they mention a very special project that I was working on, and you can guess who my writing partner was. Yep, it was Daniel. So uh, enjoy this flashback. Until we chat again, think about how you want your story written. I want my story to be one of stability, growth, and creative fulfillment. Next time we chat, I look forward to sharing with you the system I'll be putting in place for budgeting and updating you on how rehearsals are going for Met Again. Until then, remember to always keep up the hustle.
And uh, we've got, also got uh, our, this is what, like our second member win of the week? I think so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so we wanted to try out uh, something new instead of doing like a, a patron of the week or a member of the week. We want to start doing member win of the week. We have a section of the membership where you can actually go in and like say what your big wins were for that week, that month, that quarter, what have you. So we want to sort of start to celebrate this. And um, this week we're highlighting uh, uh, member Michael Lutheran's pilot script reading, which um, he's been working on the pilot itself for quite some time, but he just recently put together a reading and it sounded like it went aw- it went really well. And not only that, but the thing I loved about it is he didn't let anything stop him. Like there were a lot of circumstances that came up with like actors dropping out at the last minute and stuff like that. And um, he just he kept pushing forward, you know, yeah. and um, set up a couple of microphones so that his partner, that his writing partner, could uh, could listen back to it later on. And he got feedback from the actors. And he is submitting paperwork to SAG on Monday, which was probably yesterday, for a promo that uh, they're shooting of the pilot later this month and he said it feels so good to see results so yes, michael congratulations buddy and that you are our member win of the week this week yes i love it <laughs> michael's been super active in the membership too it's been awesome he's really uh contributing quite a bit today's interview was hosted by daniel tuttle and produced by michael lutheran Arnobi Day is our social media and community manager, and Gordon Meacham is our associate producer. Mike Tobias edited our website, and today's special audio from Inside Acting Podcast was recorded by Trevor Algott and A.J. Meyer. For more information, visit our website, www.hollywoodhustlepodcast.com. 